welcome to the Parker J. Cole Show. I am your host, the Queen Parker J. Thank you so much for joining me. Today, we're going to be talking to my guest co-host and contributor today, Rashonda Jamison. I can't wait to tell you how we met in just a few moments. As always, we want to thank you for your support. We have been showcasing Christian authors worldwide for the past nine years, and as God gives us grace, we'll continue to do so. To find out how you can help out, simply go to patreon.com slash write stuff and see what you can do. And as always, we covet your prayers. To stay up to date with PJC Media, simply go to pjcmedia.net, click on the pink follow button, and you'll never, ever have to miss a show. And so let me bring on my guest today. Rashonda, how are you doing? I am fantastic. Thank you. And I got to tell our listeners here, we met through my very good friend, Donovan Neal. Now, what's really interesting is that I call Donovan Dot, but Rashonda calls him something completely different. What do you call him? I call him Mr. Neal. Yeah. And that's just so funny to me because <laughs> I only know him as Don, but how are you guys connected? So we worked together probably 25 years ago in a group home setting where he was my manager and I was a youth development worker. I had the privilege of working with teenage girls, helping them modify their behavior before returning home. And so he was my manager for three years. And he is just a wonderful man of God, a wonderful author. We just had him on the show very recently. And so I'm so glad to have this connection through him with you, Rashonda, because then me and Rashonda got to talking. And I just love her spirit, her willingness to give, her educational uh, pursuits, everything. She has a lot going on. I can't wait to just peel back the veil on who Rashonda is. So go ahead. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you. First, I want to say it is an absolute honor to have an opportunity to talk with you because Donovan did, not Donovan, I'm calling him Donovan because you did, and he told me to stop calling him Mr. Neal. Um, <laughs> but I'll switch on you, but I'm, I'm working on it. But he just told me about how awesome you are, and he was just like, you're going to love her, and he was absolutely right, right from our first interaction I came back to tell my husband, I'm like, she is awesome. So it really is an honor to have have an opportunity to talk to you. But a little bit about me, I am a wife of 18 years. I'm a mother of three very wonderful children. Outside of that, my profession, I'm a high school counselor. I'm also a licensed professional counselor. I'm a published author. I've published my own book, so self-published, as well as a public speaker and my husband and I um, manage and uh, lead the marriage ministry at our church. So you actually live in a place where you help people deal with problems, not just the kids, but the adults and everyone in between. What type of spirit or what type of gift rather is that from a Holy Spirit perspective? Well, that that's a really good question. I would say it is one that allows me to give through listening. Um, one of the things that I notice, uh, most people are willing to talk, but they don't because a lot of times they feel like nobody's listening. And so it's not easy to listen, um, which is why many people struggle with that. Um, and so I believe that one of my gifts is to simply listen. And I was just looking up a verse to kind of underpin that. And I'm going to read from Proverbs 19, verse 20, 21. It says, Hear counsel and receive instruction that thou mayest be wise in thy latter end. There are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord, that shall stand. And I thought that would be a good verse to kind of underpin what you do as a counselor. And now I want to talk about this 
speaking thing that you do? Because you're not just listening. You also want to impart knowledge. What are some of the topics that you speak about? I speak to many people, as you know, teenagers, because I've been counseling teenagers for 20 years. But I, oh, I also have an opportunity, multiple opportunities to speak at wives conferences, partially because of my leadership as, as the ministry leader, but also just on, on its own. I've been asked by several churches to speak about marriage, to speak to women. Those are my two main areas. In fact, I have an opportunity coming up soon here to fly to Florida and, and speak to some women down there. Let's talk about women and marriage for a moment. I have had the pleasure of talking to several men recently whose wives have divorced them, whether they were surprised about it or not. And the men are devastated by this. And we're going to talk about your book, too, but I do want to just have people get a sampling of how you advise women when it comes to women in marriage. And the men were devastated. The men I talked to, they weren't aware of this was going to be happening. So what can you really quickly glean from that type of situation that may help our listeners today? I think the the main thing, um, because I've also been hearing a lot of those instances with the clients that I counsel right now, and the main thing that I, I start with is... Let's just go back to the beginning. Um, I think sometimes as life goes on and time moves on, we have, you know, in a hurry, we get things out of order and out of just trying to fix problems. We, you know, throw things into place to just figure it out and make it work. And so really what I find is let's go back to the beginning and let's talk to or let's refer to the one who created marriage to see what was his intention Um, A lot of times I'll say, you know, if you have a Ford, you're not going to read a manual for a Chevrolet. The instructions just won't make sense. And so if we're looking to make marriage work, we need to go back to the one that created it so that we can understand what his intentions were when he created marriage and the order in which he established it. One of the interesting things that I've talked about on the show, and I had some former hosts on PJC Media talk about, is that marriage is not a quote-unquote Christian thing. It's a God thing. It is the first relationship God created. And because, in my opinion, it's the first relationship that God created, he holds it to a certain standard. What do you think about that? Oh, I, I absolutely agree. Anything that he creates in his image is made to be glorified to give him glory. So when he made man and woman, he made us in his image. And then when the two became one, he uses that to represent how you can take two, you know, two entities from two separate worlds, you know, men and women are two separate worlds, and we marry to create one. Similar, he's saying, hey, this is, this is the image of me on the earth. Um, and so when, since we represent him through our marriage, of course, this image should be one that glorifies him. And that is just a sampling of what you can expect when Rashonda comes to your church, your women's group, your conference. So if you want to book Rashonda, let her know. And we're going to give you an opportunity to do that later on down through the broadcast. But I just wanted to give you all a taste of what she can offer you because she's coming from a place not just of theory, but experience. No one stays married 18 years without having gone through something. (laughs) No one stays married. And a lot of times marriages end a lot quicker. There's been this new phenomenon that we're going to talk about on a future broadcast called Gray Marriages about couples who have been married for 40, almost 50 years, and then they divorce. 
obviously gray because of the hair. So lots are going to talk about, but I just wanted to give people a sample of what you bring to the table as a speaker. Now let's delve into something here. We're going to delve into something that people have a hard time believing. And I think it's because we have a hard time believing in this day and age in the supernatural. We're going to talk about your book, Miraculous Testimonies. And I love your subtitle, God is Still Performing Miracles Today. This is your new release that you've released, uh, I think this year, maybe last year. And what's so interesting about this is that there are people who don't believe that if the doctor says no, then it can't be done. If the researcher says we can't find a cure, then you can't be cured. And here you're saying, I got some miraculous testimonies for you. So let's, before we get into the book, let's talk about the supernatural here. Why do you think, particularly Christians, we're not talking about people outside of the church, we're talking Christians, why are they so reluctant to be accepting of supernatural intervention from our Lord? Yeah, no, that that's a great question. And part of it, I think, is just um, we spend less time focusing on the Word. So as you are probably aware, a lot of Christians aren't reading their Bible. Um, and so how can you get to know someone when you don't read their written Word? You don't spend time with them. So it's a question of can he do the supernatural? But it's also a little bit of a question of who is he and is he supernatural? So I think there's part of that. Um, our focus is no longer on, you know, God and, and what he can do, but we spend more than likely more time watching culture and entertainment and society than we do him. And as we know, culture and entertainment and society don't have the ability to produce the supernatural. So we tend to believe the things that we put our focus on. You got a very good point. I realize that sometimes I have to completely cut out the computer because we're so distracted. I was talking with a girlfriend of mine, I think yesterday, and back in the day before the internet, I was a telephone book. Now I'm going to mention an ancient artifact here. It's called the Yellow Pages. Everyone used to use Yellow Pages. It was a massive scroll that had lots of numbers in it. And I used to know everyone's number in my head. You can go, hey, what's so-and-so's number? I will have it. And this is something simple. I can't do that anymore because I've gotten reliant on technology. I've gotten lazy. And just take that times 100,000 and you see what happens. And so you were just talking about how people aren't focused on the word. We're not reading our Bibles. We're biblically illiterate. And so I'm going to go to Joshua. And Joshua 1.8 says this, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and thou shalt have the success. Now he's talking about in the Old Testament, but you can see how that can help you when we know who the Lord is, because we know him through his word. And people always think of material success or material, which... I'm not going to say no. You know, I don't mind getting a million dollars like anyone else do. You know? But we're talking about having a deeper relationship with God. And I think that's something that we all struggle with, particularly when the world that's so busy. I think that's something we struggle with. So then you get the diagnosis. You get the diagnosis that you have fibromyalgia. You get the diagnosis that you have cancer. You get the diagnosis that you have psoriasis. You get the diagnosis that you have diabetes. And then that diagnosis becomes your moment. But you got testimonies here of miraculous healing, miraculous intervention, and more. So for our listeners out there, I want to encourage you to get your copy of Miraculous Testimonies. God is still performing miracles today. Before we delve into the book, I want to get into this title real quickly. 
what made you want to title this book like this? You could have used any other words, but tell us the story behind it. Yeah, I um, I just, you know, I didn't grow up in the church. Um, my husband did. And so, you know, he, I would sit and talk to his mom and, and she would talk about, you know, things she had seen in the church over the years of people being healed and prayed over. And I was, you know, I mean, I've been saved now for over 20 years, but, you know, it was just like, wow, I didn't, I didn't know that stuff happened. It doesn't happen that same way anymore. And so I just, assumed at that time that, you know, maybe this is just a different time. But, you know, I think about like in the Bible when it says, oh, oh, between the Old Testament and New Testament, God was silent. And I'm like, well, maybe he's (laughs) doing miracles. And then and then I experienced a miracle, um, which I talk about in the book. And when I started to then ask questions to say, well, if I did, then maybe there are other people. And um, so I started to ask around and I started to hear people had testimonies, but they weren't sharing them, you know, in the church like I had heard about in the times before I started attending church. And so the more I talked, the more I asked questions, the more people I met who had miraculous testimonies. Um, And so with that, the title began to just grow, you know, into itself to say there are miraculous testimonies and God is still performing miracles today. Um, Not just performing them, but he's performing them today. I'm going to go to the book of Matthew real quickly. I'm just going to read just a few passages just to kind of reiterate this thing about faith and healing. Now, people know, and this may come as a shock to you, I'm not really big on word of faith because I don't believe your faith is a sign of healing. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think, well, if you're broke, you don't have enough faith. No, I'm broke. You know, it has nothing to do with that. You know, it has nothing to do with that. But there is something going on here. And so in Matthew 9, he is on a ship and he sees a man sick with the palsy. And he says, Jesus seeing their face, the people who brought this guy to them. He said, Jesus seeing their face said unto the sick of the palsy, son, be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven. And certain of the scribes said within themselves, this man blasphemed. And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, wherefore think ye evil in your hearts? But whether it's easier to say, thy sins be forgiven, or to say, arise and walk, but that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sin. Then saith he to the sick of the palsy, arise, take up thy bed, and go into thy house. And he arose and departed to his house. And later on, go to the woman with the issue of blood. And she said, if I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. But Jesus turned about, and when he saw her, he said, daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith has made thee whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. And then one more in Matthew chapter 15. And the woman, this is the um, Canaanite woman. And she says he had, he wasn't talking to her. He was ignoring her. And she kept coming at him, kept coming at him, kept coming at him. And then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Now, this is just one book of the Bible. And there are many instances of Jesus Christ healing people. And I think this is significant to the conversation. Now, we're not talking about your level of faith equals your healing. We're not talking about that. You're talking about your belief, your faith and belief. Now, I may be saying it, Rashonda, so go ahead and correct me where I am wrong. No, no, you're absolutely right. Because God understands all of us individually, he understands our background, where we were raised, what we were taught. We can't all have the same amount of faith that's required to have 
feeling. Um, so it is more of, do you believe that I can do it? That's your, so you're 100% right because everybody's level of faith is different and he heals for different reasons. So we certainly don't want to base it on, you know, the more faith you have, the more likely he will heal you. It's more of, do you believe? And this is significant, I think, to the conversation. I think that's why we don't see more miraculous things happening. Because we we say, well, it can't happen. We're going to just trust in man as opposed to trusting in the Lord. This was really brought home to me recently, Rashonda, and I would love your thoughts on it. We recently had a man who was healed by faith. He had cancer, I believe, of his of bone marrow, and they were looking for a transplant. And the man, they called a guy who was a faith healer, like legit faith healer. And we're not talking like the guys on TV. I didn't even know who the man was. I still don't know the man's name. And he prayed over him and he was healed miraculously. This is 2022. And he was healed miraculously. And when that happened, he came to church and he had been on death's door. He came to church and he told his story and just goosebumps went through me. And later on, we were like, why is that so hard for us to believe? We hear him telling the story and we're still just bogged down in wonder about it. Why do you think that is, Rashonda? Well, I think it's it's just unfamiliar. People aren't talking. People aren't sharing. One thing that I mentioned in the book, too, is that we get to a place where we get just used to being healed, even if it's, you know, we take a Tylenol and the headache goes away. So some things we're just kind of getting numb to, but other things we're we're just not talking. We're not giving those testimonies. And from my understanding, there used to be things like testimony service. Yes, Lord. Oh, my gosh. You will be there for four hours of people testifying about the Lord done did from 1984 to 1994. We have heard every testimony Sister So-and-So had. Like Steve Harvey say, Sister Odell. <laughs> Oh, everyone had a sister Odell during testimony. But please go ahead, Rashonda. But it is that, you know, and, and so I understand that those services did get long sometimes. But think about hearing four hours of testimonies and what that does if you're that person going through that thing that day and how that sparks your excitement for the possibility of this miraculous healing. And and so part of it is it's just hard to believe because we're just not sharing. We're not talking about the good things that God's doing. Usually when you ask people, how are you doing? Or, you know, tell me something good. It, it takes a long time to drudge up something good. Or, or they say, oh, I, you know, I'm off work. It's still got this negative undertone. But think about if you walked around and you heard everybody you talked to that day say, this is the good thing that the Lord has done for me, it would, of course, be far easier to believe. You know what? I'm really glad that you said that because people have become inured to thinking that the supernatural can happen. But in your book, you detail some very, very just fine tingling supernatural things that happen, things that say, this is the way it's going to be. And the Lord said, hold my staff, basically, you know, <laughs> hold my staff and he takes care of it. So let's go ahead and dig into some of the books here. Now, I would love for you to share just one or two of the stories that were shared with you and then give us some context. with them. Absolutely. You know, some of my favorites are um, things like, you know, again, it's, it's in the book, but I think about the young lady whose son, uh, the doctors said, would be born without very vital organs and that they, they couldn't see them in the ultrasound. They looked and looked and couldn't see them. And um, she just kind of said, you know what, I've, I've been messing around playing church 
but I think it's time to call in the big dogs and have them come in and pray for me. And they prayed for her and her baby, and he was born totally fine. The doctors had no idea how they went from saying nothing to everything intact. So there's there's miracles like that. And I do want to say with these miracles, I literally sat down with these people and audio recorded them to make sure to type out you know, exactly what they were saying. And um, just story after story, or the the woman whose son was born, they thought he was going to be blind. And they thought that his legs were going to be all messed up. And she was a young mother. And the doctors actually had encouraged her to abort him because they thought he would be too much for her to handle. And so yet again, she relied on prayer and her son um, was born. He was not blind, although he did need glasses and um, his legs were severely bowed and he had to, the doctors proposed that they would break the legs and um, put him in a brace. And so she she opted for that. And so he wore uh, leg braces for a while. He wore glasses and in two different prayer services after after church, the end of one, the pastor told him, take your glasses off. And after 13 years of wearing glasses, he took them off and he could see. Um, and he keeps his glasses on the shelf as a reminder of what God has done. And, and in fact, in the book, he talks about going to the doctor and the doctor's like, oh, your sight is so much better. You must have been wearing your glasses. And at which point he was able to say, no, no, I wasn't. And also during a prayer service, the pastor said, take that brace off his legs and they took him off and he walked just fine. He did everything. He runs and plays and jumps like every other boy. So, you know, it's those kinds of miracles that are absolutely amazing. Uh, My most favorite in the book is the man who got into an altercation where he was stabbed multiple times, had gone to the hospital. The doctors put a toe tag on him and started wheeling him down the hall. Um, at which point his sister found that that was unacceptable. She prayed and he sat up under that sheet. People listening can go, this is just too incredible. What would you say to them? Ask around is what I would say, um, because the more I talk to people about miraculous testimonies, the more stories I get. So it's really like if you don't believe that I you know, sat down and spoke with these people, or you don't believe that they're giving me the stories. There's a couple of things. A few of them I still talk to now, and they can tell you the story the same way. And as my dad used to say, you can't tell the same lie twice. So there's that. But also, I would encourage people to just go around and ask, hey, have you ever been healed? Or do you know anybody that's been healed? And I guarantee they'll start hearing more stories than they've ever heard before. You bring up something that I think is important to repeat. You bring up the fact we need to tell people what's going on. People need to know about this. It brought me to Hebrews chapter 11, which is probably one of the best sermons on the planet. And we don't know who wrote Hebrews chapter 11, but we can hear the preacher preaching. (laughs) We can hear it because it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And then the speaker goes through everything. And every time I read this particular passage, it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And you can see by faith, Abel did this. And by faith, Enoch did that. 
by faith, Noah did this. And so there's a faith element involved here. Again, we're not talking word of faith where your faith is level up. Level up your faith and God's going to do it like God is compelled to do what we want him to do. (laughs) You know what I mean? So we're not talking about that. But the thing is, if we don't tell people what God has done for us, then we're not giving them the reason for the hope that's within us. Mm Mm-hmm. And recently, Rashonda, on the broadcast, we talked about suffering. And one thing that my guest at the time, he had lost his son. And one thing he said was that there are things about suffering that helps us know about God that we wouldn't know if we didn't suffer. And one of the things he said, if we did not suffer, let's say pain, we wouldn't know that today, what we're talking about today, that God is a healer. Yeah. We wouldn't know that he's a restorer. We wouldn't know that he is, quote unquote, a way maker. People say that. What do you mean, Waymaker? Get blocked and you'll find out. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, but I am just enjoying the conversation, Rashonda. There's so much more to the book. And what Rashonda does throughout the book, she gives her commentary and gives you questions for you to really dig deeper. So if you are dealing with some type of problem, we're going to have Rashonda pray for us at the end of our broadcast. But if you're dealing with something, I encourage you to pick up your copy of Miraculous Testimony. God is still working miracles today. And today is not yesterday. Today is right now, this moment, wherever you are. He's still working miracles today. So go ahead and pick up your copy of Miraculous Testimonies on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. Now, Rashonda, we're getting close to the end of our broadcast today. What other projects are you working on? I'm working on a couple of other books. One is called Living in the Kingdom and just really helping us understand all of the access we have in the kingdom of God. If we really are children of God, you know, kings and and queens, princesses and princesses in the kingdom of God, then we have full access to all of the resources that he has. And so that's one I'm working on. The other one is I am my idol. Um, And that came from reading about King Josiah discovering the scroll and I could go on and on and on. But he ultimately realized how many idols they had standing up in place that his forefather Solomon had put in place. And so I started asking God, hey, what idols did my grandparents put in place or what idols am I putting in place that my grandchildren will have to fight against? Um, So I am my idol was birthed out of that. Additionally, continuing my my tours of of the speaking engagements. Um, And so I've got a lot that I'm juggling right now, which is absolutely awesome. I am living the dream. If people want to get in touch with you, where can they find you online? Absolutely. Well, the easiest way is to email me at jamersonpub at gmail.com. And it's not like my last name, Jamerson. It's still Jamer, J-A-M as in man, E-R-S-U-N-P-U-B at gmail.com. And that sun is just a representation of my mom, who's like sunshine, the easiest way. But you can also find me on Facebook. So I, Rashonda Jamerson, you can find me there and send messages. And I will soon have a phone number posted uh, that is you know, a Google voice number that people can reach out to to reach me there. But the easiest is through my email. 
Yeah, you definitely don't want any weirdos <laughs> coming coming at you and things of that nature. But I am so pleased that you are with me today to really unpack this topic. For our listeners out there, we'll be having Rashonda and her husband back in February talking about marriage, romance, and love. You know me, I'm a romance novelist, so February is going to be all about love, so prepare yourself. <laughs> so I'm going to be talking all about that. They'll be back in February. Can't wait to have you back then. In the few moments that we have left, I'm going to go ahead and mute myself and pray for our audience today. Absolutely. Thank you for the honor of trusting me to pray for your audience. So Lord, we thank you so much for every listener, every open heart, every desire for healing and to experience you in a new way. Help everybody who is reaching for you to be able to touch you, much like the woman with the issue of blood. She just needed to press through to reach you. And so we are believing that everyone who is listening, everyone who is here with us are reaching. And so, Lord, we pray for it. Even though they are not physically touching you through us, we pray that your anointing and your blood pours out on them and heals them with even the slightest desire of touch of your garment. We pray for stories of healing. We pray for testimonies. We pray that you give people the words and the heart and the excitement to share all of the wonderful things you're doing for them or have done for them. And ultimately, we will use all of our being to give you glory because we know you love us wholeheartedly and we in return will love you with our heart, our soul, our mind, and our strength. Thank you for being with us today. It's in your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen. What a lovely prayer. And Rashonda, thank you so much for being with me on the show today. Can't wait to have you back and have you back real soon. Can't wait to be back. I appreciate you. And we were talking today to Rashonda Jamerson. She is the author of the book, Miraculous Testimonies. God is still working miracles today. Make sure you go ahead and pick up your copy of the book on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. I read this book and I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's not a very long book. You're not going to be hit over the head with a lot of big words, just quiet, simple conversation. Do you believe the Lord can heal you? Are you going to trust him and trust his will? That's the question that I want to leave with you today, because he can heal you if it's according to his will. But whether he heals you or not, the thing is that he can. And that's the kind of God that we serve, an all-powerful one who can break the debt of death and sin and bring us into new life. Thank you so much for joining me for this edition of the Parker J. Cole Show. You have a wonderful, absolutely glorious blessed day. And God bless. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.